Welcome to the Squadcast. My name is Ed Rodriguez, and we are back on a lovely, lovely night uh, recording a galaxy-centric podcast for you, you people. Whoa. <laughs> I wanted Whoa. to see Chris's reaction. Um, yeah, we're here talking galaxy. Um, being back after being off a, off a week. Uh, thank you for being patient with two guys who have young children and uh, jobs and other responsibilities. And sometimes uh, a, a, a podcast about the galaxy might not be the most priority that uh, that is taking place. So yeah, thank you guys. Think, we, we appreciate you guys. And I think, I think our bin is legitimately a top five bin, maybe all time. We were talking about this before we started. Whether whether Ben is is whether our Ben producer Ben is a top five Ben. There's not that many like famous good Bens. Hmm. I mean, in my in my heart, he's definitely he's definitely a top five Ben. All time, like just making that cut, I would say. There's not a lot of good ones. Um, we don't have to go through them again, but you know, there's not there's not a ton of great Bens in the world. I think our Ben is easily. He's uh he might be pulling up the rear on that list, but he's on the list. He's a top five bin. Look, he cracks top sure. he cracks top five, which is good. I mean, that's look. respectable. Yeah. yeah, that's respectable. Yeah, I mean, come on, you're you you're on the list, bro. You're not overtaking you the, you Affleck. Made, you made the podium. Yeah, nah, he's not making the podium. But you, you know, you look, you qualified. You made it to the third round of qualification, baby. You're doing all right. Look, if, Formula One. If, if you were the galaxy, you'd keep the job. So you know. Well, that doesn't that <laughs> that doesn't mean a great deal. <laughs> yeah, everybody everybody gets to stay there forever yeah man i mean come on you're good you're good you're solid top five top five ben for sure top five all time sir yeah how are you doing this week edward how are we doing sir i am uh i'm gonna steal one of your lines sir i'm tired uh you understand yeah i i i told so you know this past weekend was mother's day right so i sent uh they talked about my, my mom and i was like I now appreciate you more than you know. Uh, and so I'm I'm now extending that to you as my podcast mother. Um I I yeah, you're my podcast <laughs> mother. Um I've now grown a a uh, an appreciation for every time you're like, man, I'm tired. And I'm like, oh, I'm like come on, dude, come on, blah, blah, blah. Every week you're tired, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I'm fucking tired. Yeah, I mean, I, I think about it sometimes, man. We're like I had a fucking ridiculous schedule when we were doing, when we were doing the show every week at Ben's house, like I would, we, I would get out of there at one o'clock in the morning and have to be at whole foods at like 6am. Yeah. It's just irresponsible. Like, it's just not as, as no part of it was the way you should go about things. And even here, like we wrap up and I got to get pretty much straight to bed. Cause, cause I got work first thing in the morning. And when I leave for work, it's 5am for all you, you good people. And that, you know, when I actually I'm supposed to be at work and when it's 5 a.m. for all you guys, but that shows you how fuck, dude. Thunder just hit. Ed, there's a storm like right over my head. That's there's uh, a storm a brewing. There's a, there's a storm coming. Uh, yeah, there's that there's, sexy voice of yours, man. You like you know that? Yeah, man. Um, it twitched a little. Yeah, bit. it's just we had a uh, we just had a crazy schedule back then, man. And you know, I'm glad we got it done. And you know, you guys were were pretty understanding about you know, what I needed. And, you know, you did so much work back then to get, to keep the show going so that all I had to do was like sit down and spew nonsense for a while. And then, and, and then we were done. Changed now. 
<laughs> yeah, now, and then we were done. Well, you know, I do much less research now. I have, ironically, I have less time. You would, you would think I'd have more. But yeah, not yet, not yet. We're no, getting there. I, I feel you, man. I mean, I'm the, I'm the, uh, a full time student, full time, you know, employee, employer, employee. Um, you know, still going, still doing the house stuff, housework, and having to take care of the baby. It's just, it's a lot. Holy shit, it's, it's a lot. lot, bro. Yeah, it's a lot. But that's why I need you should follow my advice and start smoking weed at because it really takes a lot of pressure off that and uh, makes it a lot easier to kind of deal situation to situation. You know, but as as Queen B would say, I'm a survivor. I'm not going to give up. I'm Beyonce? a survivor. She is married to Jay-Z. Bruh, come on. She's a billionaire married to, married to Hove. You think she's not smoking weed? That girl's <laughs> lying. She's also got a team taking care of her children. Yeah. And you know, chefs and housekeepers and assistants. And all the all the other women who sung that song didn't survive that group. Like, yeah, she she was informing you all, like, ah, I'm gonna make it. The rest of y'all are fucked. Kelly Rowland trying to pass off Excel as a as a texting uh, as a texting app in, in her, her video with the uh, Excel. Yeah. Oh, Nelly with uh, in the limo. Yeah. Yeah. It's a straight up spreadsheet. <laughs> the Excel spreadsheet. She's like you trying to try to trick us saying, "Oh yeah, that's my that's a text app." That's we all we all appreciate your two thousands babies right there. We all appreciate your exhaustion. Ed. We appreciate uh we appreciate you being here. We appreciate you 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 trudging through, keeping it going one more week. Thank you, sir. Yeah, this is this is what thirty five is, man. Uh, I'm officially I'm officially middle aged now. Yeah, you just had your birthday. My, you know, my <laughs> my bad. I should have started off with a happy birthday. You're, I'm used to you celebrating your entire birthday month like a bitch. Not so, a birthday you know, month. I never, I've never celebrated mm-hmm. birthday month. It's not true. It's, that is that is definitely that is definitely not true. factually accurate. That is definitely. But happy birthday all the same. Thirty, you said thirty-five. Thirty-five, sir. Hey, Amen. Erica was like, "Hey, do you know it's Ed's birthday tomorrow?" And I was like, "No, we're men. <laughs> Why would I know that?" And, and then I opened up the calendar. I definitely know who your birthday is. Of course, you're a better friend than me. And then I opened up the calendar to save your birthday. It was like, I'm going to save his birthday so that next year I know when it's Ed's birthday. I opened the calendar app, Ed's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> See, you already planned ahead, man. Yeah. I, so this year, this year, I want you to know, I set notifications for next year. So I will know in advance when your birthday's coming. Good. Good to know. Yeah. Good to know. I do my best there. Yeah. I mean, oh, and just like that, it's fucking pouring raining because I live in Raleigh, North Carolina. Where it just rains out of nowhere. Sometimes it's just something that happens. Better or worse than the Portland, uh, Oregon weather? Uh, I like it better. Like I'll, I'll be honest with you, I like it. I mean, I don't know. I enjoyed I enjoyed the winter in Portland a lot more um, than I enjoy the winter here. But in general, for the weather, I like it here better. Because I mean, with you guys, it rains, and then like seriously, like an hour later, it's all sunny. Oh, you it it you may genuinely think your house is gonna flood and then ten minutes later it's clear blue skies. And that's perfectly normal. That happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it happens all the time. But it's it's you know, it's famous. That's one of the things I guess it's known for is if you don't like the weather, wait five minutes and it'll be different. And like I sat here to talk to you and we talked for like 10, 15 minutes, and it'll it'll attest to this. I saw flashing outside my window. And my default growing up in Los Angeles, I was like some fucking assholes outside my house. Like, let me go get ready to go. And I step outside and I see clouds and lightning and it's like, oh, okay, well, 
I guess it's going to start pouring. So I should take, I should bring these chairs in, but now it's raining. So I'm just going to leave them. That's uh, that, that's for future Chris to worry about. Uh, no future Chris will be at work. So it doesn't really matter. because <laughs> <laughs> I have to go to work all goddamn day tomorrow. All right, let's get into some, some galaxy stuff. I do want to give a quick update. We haven't done this in a while, but uh, I want to give a quick uh, fantasy league update. I'm going to bring these chairs and I'll be right back. All right, go ahead. Uh, so we'll go from top five up to number one. At uh, number five is our good friend, Uncle Dishwasher, or with the steam sporting Uncle Dishwasher, uh, sitting at fifth with 866 points. KR818 uh, sitting in fourth with 876. Mermaid United uh, in third with 1,020 points. AC Pico with uh, 1,027 points. And sitting at number one is Hey Ricky, You're So Fine. Uh, with 1,125 points. Ed. Christopher. That, Ed, that chair's done. I don't know. There's no fucking way. <laughs> yeah. Bro, it's like Twister outside. Oh <laughs> I opened I open the door to grab those chairs. You know uh, Bobby Lashley's opening his Titantron in yeah. WWE, and it's like that big swirling fire? That's what it looks like outside. Ain't no way. I'm going to go record a video right now. I'll be right back. Seen, you seen like uh, uh, a way to hear you buy a bicycle and... Yeah, bro, it's like that outside. I'll be right back. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I want to, you know, Chris, Chris can hear me. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna mention where he sits right now. Um, out of 36 teams in our fantasy league, uh, Chris is sitting in 32nd point, uh, 32nd place with the Boyds are back in town. Uh, still a great name. Uh, and your boy Ed is sitting 25th, uh, with 646 points. Uh, not good. I, I, I told Chris this the other day or before we started recording is that I don't think I've updated my fantasy team in weeks. And this past week I got a whopping 22 points in total. So I definitely had a good week. Um, but yeah, so we'll, we'll make this, uh, we'll try to update every week, but, uh, good luck to those teams who, who are leading. Uh, my money is on uncle dishwasher cause he's just, you know, a good friend of ours, but Moving on, um, we did have some Galaxy news we want to discuss. Uh, first thing we want to talk about is uh, your favorite mascot, my favorite mascot, uh, Cosmo, uh, is up for the um, 2023 Mascot Hall of Fame. Um, you can go vote. Uh, it's on the Galaxy's website. Uh, they, they've been posting it a lot more lately. But, uh, yeah, go go vote for your boy Cosmo to, to be – inducted into the 2023 hall of fame because uh, that's pretty much the only thing that we're probably going to win this year uh or anyone associated with the galaxy is going to win this year so go do that or Ed, or for you kings fans bailey's up there too legitimately might not survive the night here just a heads up <laughs> don't know if the power is going to go out sometime soon it's well, we'll, uh it's pretty active if anything we'll turn this into a memorial podcast so it's fine yeah i mean you know remember me son avenge me We'll just uh we'll put that uh in the eyes of the angels. That's a that's the Sarah a, McLaughlin song. You have a you have a haunting falsetto. Thank you, I appreciate that. Okay. Uh, grab also top tier vamping. While I went, I heard like a like a loud bang somewhere in my house, so I had to go investigate all the rooms, make sure everybody's okay. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's elevating here quickly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like you said, man, it's. It's the aliens coming. They're distracting with with their with their weather machines. No, nah, it's definitely rain, man. It's it's definitely a fucking massive thunderstorm. 
What's wild, what's wild about North Carolina is it's 83 degrees right now. Like it's still hot as fuck. It's hot as hell, dude. And you just like yeah, but it's, it, with, and it's with pouring. Rain. I'm gonna post it. I'm gonna I'm gonna post the video to Instagram right now so you can you can see it over there. But like, yeah, it's uh yeah, it's uh it's 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 ridiculous, frankly. I'm just just not gonna lie to you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. This is gonna be great uh podcast right Great here. audio. Yeah, it's yeah. too much. Yeah, but I'm it's gonna go I'm gonna go to Chris's uh Instagram right now, Zero Cool 138. You can find him on uh, Twitter and Instagram if you want to go look at that. Let's see. It, it should post be posting it. now. It's gonna take a second. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to wait. He did he did post the, the, the clouds in his in his like well, like four hours ago. Right. And there's like bro, I'm, I'm playing outside. I'm playing outside sweating in that in that heat. Like that's how <laughs> that's how warm it is. And and it is it's been pouring for the last like 15 minutes. Chris, do you think uh, do you think Cosmo has a chance of winning uh, or going into the Hall of Fame this year? Oh, easy money. Is is, is there like a list of who he's going up against? Yeah, there's some heavy hitters, man. Uh, so like I said, Bailey from uh, the Kings. Yeah. Uh, you have Blitz from the Seattle Seahawks. I don't, you know. Does um, anybody outside of LA really give a shit about Bailey though? All right, keep going. Uh, Buzz from Georgia Tech. Uh, you have is that like the uh, it's the is that the bulldog? I think that's the bulldog. Almost, I mean, yeah. Uh, Freddie Falcon, who from the Atlanta Falcons, Goldie Gopher from the University of Minnesota, uh, Jackson Deville. Um, you can probably tell which one uh, that team's from. Uh, Miles from Denver, the Denver Broncos. Otto the Orange from Syracuse University. Uh. This oh, our, our buddy Ramses is, has his own mascot. Ramses from the University of North Carolina. Hey, you hey. know about that one? Oh, UNC, I guess. Uh, you know this one? You know who Slugger is? No. Well, he's from the Portland Sea Dogs. Don't know what that is. It's a major, someone LB MILB. I don't know what that is. What is that? Major MILB indoor? M- no. MILB. I don't know. We were Hillsborough Hops fans, Ed. Nobody cares about any of this. Okay. I'll be honest with you. MILB, I got to look that up. I guess it's minor league baseball. Oh, well, definitely, yeah. Uh, Uh, Yeah, a lot of them. There's the Bearcat, the Blue Devil, Toro, Wally, the Green Monster. Uh, I'll say yes. I think he's going to get in the Hall of Fame first ballot. Yojo. Or you might know this one. You know who Punter is? No, from the Edmonton Elks, the Canadian Football League team. Bro, what? The, what do you? <laughs> who do you think I am? I mean, you're you're a fan of Canada. Yeah, ben I'm a fan of like Halifax. I feel like Ben would have known that. Top five, Ben. Nah, Ben's fake Canadian. Yeah, he's not one of the real Canadians. He doesn't. He's never that. once served us maple syrup or Timbits or anything. And he doesn't even say a boot or a gain. Well, he, he tries to hide his accent. You know how it is. Treats it oh. like it's like it's Germany. So, so he doesn't get deported. I'm spo- sorry, I'm supposed to say Europe in the 40s, but you know what I really meant. He treats it like it's Germany. He tries to hide his accent. <laughs> That's all. The- anybody, whenever anybody's talking about the Nazis, they're just like Europe in the 40s. It's like you're not talking about Europe. You're talking about one country in Europe being yeah. agitators. I don't think you're talking up. about Portugal in the 40s. Whoa. Was that a thing? I don't know. Do they do they have like a dicey history? I thought you were going to well, go into it. They're, no, and they're they're in, they're in Europe, so I was like, you're not talking about 
Oh no, you're not talking. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's ever talking about Portugal. Yeah. They're just uh Sam would get some angry email like, no, actually, as a matter of fact, you should know that Portugal well actually, don't do that. Tell me something interesting. Like yeah. what if Portugal was doing something interesting in the 40s that I should further investigate? Like that's some shit I'd I'd like to know about. But yeah, anyways, moving on. Hopefully Cosmo wins the he can put be put in the Hall of Fame and hopefully like our our boy can go because uh he was he was uh, the, the Cosmo for many a year, and uh, he made that character for sure. Yeah. You uh, look up on. something interesting. Look up the Virginia Brazil UFO incident. There's something you can sink your teeth into. Is that the one where the two girls like saw an alien or something? Three of them, yeah, and and two of them took off running, and they one of like, them went back to get. <laughs> they were like the government's like, no, it's a drunk dude. Yeah, it never happened. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. She went back and and I guess they well the the alien well they say that the 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 creature. Uh, communicated to them without speaking that they were they had crashed and they were scared and shit like that. Like it's heartbreaking, but it's like the same shit you would do if you ran into people you didn't know and you just tried to communicate with them. But like, you know, it's also like a third world America. country. Though, so I'd be like, mm, that was probably something. I don't think like, Brazil's a third world country. At least they're like two and a half. Do you know what a third world country is? Absolutely. No, it's it's you definitely don't. It's a it's isn't it like a nation that didn't that wasn't involved with the Axis or the Allied powers in World War II? I don't know. I'm sure Brazil was on one of the sides. Come on, man. Look who you're asking. This is this is Long Beach Unified uh education. Yeah. Oh yeah. In recent years, the term has come to define countries that have high poverty rates, economic instability, and lack of basic human necessities. Yeah, I believe originally it was like a uh, someone who wasn't who wasn't down with uh, first world consisted of the U.S., Western Europe, and its allies. Second world was a so-called communist bloc: Soviet Union, China, Cuba, and their their homies. Third world were people who were aligned with nobody. Boom. Okay. Granada Hills Unified School District. What's up, gang? Gang. In the valley, <laughs> yeah, valley education. All right, moving on. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk a little more galaxy. Um, this past weekend, uh, oh, shit. shock to no one, uh, Galaxy 2 lose to Sporting Kansas City 2, 2-1. Uh, two to one. Galaxy 2 opened up the goal in the second minute uh, and then went on to lose in a, uh, with a 90-plus-2 90, 90, 90 minutes uh, goal. Uh, so that was awesome. Um, just furthering the, the slide of both the first team and MLS Next Pro team. Hey, Keeping... Clear- Interesting. Hey, you just got you gotta remember, man, you're you're literally watching teenagers play soccer. Yes. Like temper well, temper your expectations in general. You say that because that's uh, funny. So the 16-year-old LA Galaxy Academy forward, uh Ruben Ramos Jr. recorded his first professional goal in the match today. So he's the one who scored. Uh 16 years old, man. So that a boy. Yeah. God, you're him. old. You ever think about that shit? Oh yeah. You got you got a two stack on him, man. You yeah. got damn near two decades on that young man. Over. Over two decades, I like you're sixteen, I'm, you just sorry, turned thirty-five. No. Um, he, I'm, I'm over double his age, is what I was thinking. Yeah, math, math. Thing. This that. is just look. I'm tired, man. Look, I told you. <laughs> hey, I understand. <laughs> that kind of have me do math and and geopolitics. I don't want to. I don't want any involvement in that. Yeah, you're doing. You're doing edge. You're doing a great job. Just keep it going. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate the words of affirmation, sir. Thank you. I just got a. I just got a notification that uh, I guess I will spend the rest of the evening under a severe weather warning, as uh, there's a potential for thunderstorms and flooding. So, 
yay me potential it's it's happening yeah. yeah you know we don't swim it so you gotta just uh, i'm just hoping we stay elevated in the house here hey man you'll be all right just go to the roof you'll be okay yeah i should uh oh good power outages awesome Work is going to be fun tomorrow. <laughs> oh yeah, that that should be. That sounds like it's going to be. Right. Fun. When I worked at a, when I worked at a grocery store, I fucking loved power outages because they weren't my problem. Yeah. Now power outage is the worst thing that can happen to me. The uh, fucking worst thing that can happen. Oh well. All right, sir. Let's talk a little more. Little something a little more fun or a little more depressing, depending on 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 your perspective. Uh, the MLS salaries were dropped today, and boy, oh boy. Are our people who who run this organization just shown to be very smart people every time these come out? I don't see the big deal. No? What's the problem? Nah. What um, what what did you learn? What did you learn <laughs> in that that you you didn't already at least have an inkling about? Like, well, oh no, no. I mean, I I know how poorly the Stevens run. Um, the Galaxy sits second in the highest uh, salaries in the league with. Three of their players taking up what half of that? More, uh, yeah. More well, uh, Chicharito and Costa together make up around. I think it's it's about twelve million dollars. Um, I think that's right. Yeah, it's just about twelve million dollars. And then Ricky is at one point seven. This is all guaranteed. Um, one point seven, and Gaston Brugman's at one point four. So you have those those four guys making up, you know, about fifteen million dollars. And then, and then your favorite player, uh, your favorite Efrain making a whopping how much? Seven hundred sixty-six thousand dollars. To not even make the bench anymore. Which is not, which is no longer a U twenty-two deal. It's no longer a homegrown player deal. Like it's just he's a like straight up seven hundred sixty-six k brother. Getting, he's getting paid, man. He's, that's a lot Get of your money. Nuggets. Get bro, what? I don't. I'm again. I'm gonna push back on this. Why it's acceptable to fat shame this young man when it's not acceptable to fat shame any of these other it's people? It's because I'm part of the tribe, man. It's fine. I don't. I don't approve of it. <laughs> you can look. You can. You can criticize. You can criticize the production level that the kid brings. That's a legitimate critique of of his sporting ability of what he does when he's on the field, which is a thing you're supposed to be analyzing. I think that that's fair. I don't think it's right that people call this kid fat or make effort or any of these other names. I don't think that shit's right. Didn't we literally call a player cheeseburger? Yeah, but day? I'm Ed. I'm, I'm getting ready to drown Antino tonight. Quaranta? Yeah, I'm I'm getting ready to drown tonight. I'm trying to make. I'm trying to get good with the Lord. <laughs> trying to make a man wrong. I'm trying to make a last second amends here. <laughs> it's wrong that you guys would, would bully and pick on this this young impressionable. You know, he's 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 could be sensitive. All right. You guys are you guys are being fat phobic is what you are, right? Look, I man, learned that I learned that bullshit phrase recently. Because what is he now? He's like nineteen or twenty. He's twenty. I can find. Out. I think he's twenty. He's twenty with with two kids. I think already. Like the the, the man's got some. The, he's got some. some what issues, going on. bro? The, Ed, that's how humanity has functioned for every generation, save for the last like three. Like he's on he's on course. He's twenty now. He's on course. But look, by the time his kids move out, he's gonna be thirty eight years old. How are you looking? I'm fine. Efrain's smart. The kid's gonna be on a cruise at 41. I, I hope he's smart. I hope that kid saves his money. I hope he invests. Yeah, yeah. You want to be, you want to be moving it around. You want to diversify. Get yourself some stocks, yeah. bonds. You know, mm-hmm. you just uh, maybe swoop up some properties that you you're gonna try to flip or get yeah. a long term rental in there. You definitely want to do some invest in it because I don't think I don't think soccer is gonna be it. Soccer doesn't seem like like the pathway for you. 
766,000 to not make the bench, to not play open cup games against children. Oh, man. I love this club, bro. It's the best. (laughs) Not looking looking good for him. Um, I had to switch to honesty so God wouldn't catch me on lion. I had, yeah. to, I, had to, I had to switch it up a little bit. See, see, Lord. See, Lord. I'm doing both. Um, right. And then I know when, when it came out, everyone's kind of jumping on the uh, uh, the Arizel, uh 500000 or whatever he's making. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it came out that that the Galaxy is only paying about 86000 of that. So that's a little bit of Which smart I, money. I, I think is around the senior minimum. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's that's what we would we would have to pay regardless. And the rest is all being picked up by Kansas City. So, you know, right? bench player. I, I I care less about that than I, than you care about like Efrain seven sixty six Johnny Perez's I think it was two sixty eight while Jalen is starting and making uh, a a buck twenty five like there's just weird you can see you can see you can see how we were hamstrung I mean so terribly th- this whole year when it comes to acquiring players. You're just so hamstrung because it's like you can't get anybody in the secondary window. So even if you were able to cut some of these guys out and clear up some extra money, you know, there's only so much. There's only a, a certain type of business that we can manage in the summer. And then just looking at the contract status and where we sit from a from a financial standpoint, like who's taking these deals on? Like, how are you? You how how I keep seeing all these people like they should trade Efrain or they should trade sell them like. Why the fuck would he sign to walk away from that contract? Yeah. Nobody's going to pay that kid that. And the, exactly. he's got to know who's that. He's paying him $700,000. Yeah. You, you can't like, you can't just snap your fingers and get rid of these people. Mm-hmm. They're, they, it's not that those days of MLS are gone. <laughs> those are over, you those can't over. just, you can't just white, whitewash people. Like they were never here. Like he's, he's on a contract for $766,000. I believe next year he's on an option. He's on a club option. And and he probably can see the writing on the wall that he's not going to get picked up for that. Like, why would he walk away from that money? It's stupid. It's mm-hmm. an, it would be a dumb thing for him to do to turn down. You know, why on earth we offered that kind of money? Um, you know, for for a player we were already contracted to, like, whatever. Um, speaking of speaking of dumb moves, uh, it was also reported that the Galaxy are paying half of Kevin Cabral's uh, salary. Crazy, yeah. So that's nine hundred thousand for the next three years, or until Cabral's on Colorado. I will tell you, I I think it's I think it's closer to eight. Okay. Yeah, I think I think it's closer to eight. But yeah, we're look. What's the problem? What is the problem with that? With covering that money? Explain that to me. You explain it to me. Well, first, if it's it's just it just shows a bad sign. Another bad sign of of the way that whoever was handling the contracts. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just throwing away money, just throwing away contracts, throwing away. You know, but you knew that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. No, I know that. I know that's I, the thing. Yeah. That's what I understand. Like, I because I saw that too. People getting upset, like, oh, we're paying Cabral, like paying Cabral to score on you and and embarrass you against Colorado. But, but also, like, people are people are like you and me. They're not in the know. They're not literally eating, breathing, and all day thinking of the this team and the galaxy and its maneuvers and all that. So we, yeah. You don't even have to, we had to find a home for him. We had to, if, if we were trying to make these moves and maneuver and clear up the, the TAM space and or clear up the allocations money from Ricky so that we could make some more moves since we were already tied and kind of maxed out. 
you're not, it's similar to the FRN situation. You're not just finding someone to take this contract. You're not just finding someone like what is Colorado getting out of, out of taking Cabral from us, knowing that they're helping us. Like they know, they know that it's something we need. We need that room. We need the the maneuverability. Of course, they're they're gonna need they're gonna need incentive to take that player. Yeah. Especially if they and if you guys are just listening, I'm doing air quotes here. Especially if they paid us a million dollars in allocation money to sign Cabral. Like, who the fuck would give us anything to sign that guy? Who would give us anything? Yeah, it just so happens that that the coach of that team is also really good friends with the coach. And <laughs> so. hey, brother, do me do me a solid real quick. I just need you to hold on to this. I need you to hold on to this number nine for me, just, real, real quick. Look, man, just do this as favor. You know, we'll 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 throw you we'll throw you an Efrain maybe in in a year. We'll give I'll, we'll I'll give Connor you... Casey a scouting job because that's how that's how we do business in the oh, front yeah. office. You're, yeah, you're guaranteed. You're guaranteed to be a coach in the next three years because we'll fire somebody and then just bring in another old boy. I thought it was it was wild. I thought it was wild. Like I, somebody posted, I wish I had the whole list in front of me. The the total salary of the teams in Major League Soccer: Chicharito, Douglas Costa, and Efrain Alvarez. The three of them together make more than Real Salt Lake as a club, as an entire organization. Not like pre-designated player. Everybody, everyone who is salary to RSL fits under the the cost of Efren Alvarez, Chicharito, and Douglas Costa. Like two guys that don't see the field at all, and one guy that you could probably argue is is you know shouldn't be anymore. Past it, past it. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to look it up for you. The list. Yeah, I'd appreciate. I mean, look. Okay, so I have. I have. Go ahead. You said RSL. RSL, yeah. Oh, that's too shit. Sorry, that's 2015. I'm like, who the fuck? How could, I'm like, they're spending three million dollars. What team is that? Javier Morales. <laughs> fuck that guy too. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, it, it doesn't matter, man. But yeah, I, I think RSL was at like 12.2 million. Um, and you're, you know, you're you're damn near there with just with Chicha and Costa. It's um, we don't. It's weird. AEG doesn't have a problem with how we spend money, and you can't. It's, this is part of the reason you look at the at the total budget. We were we were second, I think, at twenty four million, twenty three and a half, something like that. Um, you know, you could you could see why it doesn't make a ton of sense to say AEG needs to sell the organization. Like AEG needs to put someone in charge who gives a fuck about where we finish and how we do and how we progress and the image of the club and things like that. AEG needs to put a competent person in charge who who wants the same thing the fans do and cares about the image of the organization cares about the image of the club and how the club presents itself but ag spends money i think that's what we we've mentioned before it's like it's not you don't want ag gone ag is the one that is willing to give you 20 plus 22 million dollars a year uh even though you're constantly one of the worst teams in the league they're still willing to give you that much they still put the money out yeah it's just you. They need to realize that they need to put competent people in those roles to spend well, that money, and also, uh, and also just to make it a winning team, make it an attractive team, and make money. Like it's you know, it has to be all of those for everyone. Like not just the technical director. If they could figure out a way to make money for everyone in the organization, and figure out a way to to sign players that that are sellable in the future, which obviously they tried to do with Cabral, they're trying to do now with with uh, Julian Aude and with uh, Caligari, 
and and perhaps with Ricky. It just took nine years. And you're seeing this last final. I mean, it's it's a if 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 we don't make it to a Western Conference semifinal and things go and Klein steps aside, whatever that means, it's a fitting end that the, the reason we didn't make it to where we were, we were, we could have been is the last bits of meddling, the last bits of of an agent somehow working four and a half million dollars out of a club for a player who doesn't seem to want to play soccer anymore, or certainly doesn't seem to want to play soccer for you anymore. Um, you know, rumors that that we were shopping Costa and and obviously no team in the league would touch him. You know, just just I mean, so you say that, uh, you know, one of the points I was going to bring up is that um, Kevin Baxter over on uh, Court in the Galaxy yesterday um, Gosh. mentioned how uh, Costa was being shopped around the league and that teams would la- like laughable in, in, in the offer of, of trying to get Douglas Costa, uh, you know, off, off their books and onto someone else's. Um, and then he also, something, something interesting he mentioned yesterday um, is that there's uh there's rumors of, of, AEG actually, uh, you know, replacing Klein and and uh, finding him a new role in 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 the AEG organization, and uh, it's kind of what we said in the beginning, and and we've tried to make that point across with uh, you know, with the boycott and all that is that we know that Klein is probably not going to get fired. It it seems very unrealistic, but if you moved him in some other organization or, or some part of the organization where, um, you know, he would be beneficial to, you know, making them money, not in a soccer operation role. Uh, and this kind of goes with that, that line of thinking. Well, it's clear the, the work he does in the back and the work he does monetarily for them is valued highly enough to bring him back for another year, regardless of how the team performs. Like he should be for them. He should be the head of the operation, uh, regardless of, of the product that we see and that you all pay for. The question has always has been whether that's acceptable to you and whether that's, you know, that's enough for you. Um, It's, it's probably the most likely solution for everyone is that he gets, he gets repositioned in some way in AEG and he's just up and away from the, from, from the club. You know, I, I don't know that that'll be how it ends up going. You know, six months ago, they thought he was good enough to bring back on a multi-year deal. So a, a bad run of form from a head coach who is making some, some weird kind of questionable decisions. It's probably not going to be the thing that gets him that gets him walked. It will be the drop in attendance. It'll be people not re-upping season tickets. It'll be things like that. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if he just ends up getting moved out at a at, at the conclusion of this Western Conference final situation, or is is actually walked sometime around season ticket renewal date. You'll just, you'll just have to kind of wait and see. But yeah, I, I heard that rumor as well. Wouldn't that be the most galaxy thing to do? It's what they're going to do. Is right when the season tickets are going to go to renewal, they're like, "All right, well, Chris Klein is is being moved out to another part of the organization." Mm-hmm. So please, if if it's not resolved, if it's not resolved, and look, I know I I know several several Galaxy people, Galaxy families that are at a point where they're not they they had renewed prior to the announcement 
of Klein coming back. And now they're like, I don't give a fuck if they fire the guy. I don't care if they fire him. I don't care if they move him to a different location. I'm out. They're not purchasing season tickets next year, no matter what happens. We could win MLS Cup. It sounds like they're out. They just and and with good reason, really. They don't see the value in it. You see the the the, the bobblehead night. You're a season ticket member. You can go buy the bobblehead. You, you, you don't. You're not guaranteed these perks anymore. You can just you can wait out and purchase an individual ticket. It doesn't make any logical sense for a Galaxy fan to purchase a season ticket when there's there's zero demand for the tickets. I mean, you saw the. Granted, it was Mother's Day. You saw the Sunday game. It looked like there were three thousand people in the stadium. What are you purchasing a season ticket for? There's no fight for a ticket. Yeah, I mean, even and, then, I mean, regardless of Mother's Day, you still for like a, a San Jose versus Galaxy match, you you would get somewhat of a, of a full stadium, you know, if not full stadium. You don't see that. Yeah, like you don't. You definitely don't see that. And and look, and that's a big part of it is the the boycott is working, and it's not just supporters groups anymore. There are there. There are the lay fan around the stadium who has taken part in it. And certainly the results on the field from 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 the, the galaxy has encouraged those people to not split with their time and not split with their money to go down to the stadium because they're not seeing a product that they deem to be worthwhile. Uh, you would hope, it, looking at it from a, a, a galaxy front office perspective, that this midweek win against the, the Tacoma Sounders and... And, uh, you know, a San Jose team that we're always going to have a feisty kind of match with and, and see where it goes either way. They're certainly banking on that being enough for people to come back. But like, I didn't even look at it like it's two wins for sure. But I didn't really look at it like it's it's two wins. It's, it's not like we beat the Sounders. We beat the Tacoma defense wearing Sounders jerseys. We, we beat essentially MLS next pro kids in Sounders jerseys. And then we we beat San Jose, which is great. But you should be beating San Jose. That that should be a that like they're forget about the rivalry aspect of it. Like they're not even in the neighborhood of the level of club you purport yourself to be. Whether we're down bad right now or not, like that it's it's if you're a Formula One type person, like this is this is Ferrari versus AlphaTauri. Like they shouldn't be in the same realm, but they are consistently because of the the overall direction. So it's, I think we're moving in the right direction, but you can see over all around the building, like there's not a, there's not a ton of, of overall positive energy going around. Yeah. Whether this game changes that direction or not is I guess yet to be seen. So let's talk about this game. Um, Mother's day game gets the San Jose earthquakes. Um, they, what do they announce? Like 16,000 for this game? 16. Yeah. It it couldn't have been more than 12 more than 11 yeah. at most. Um, but I mean, other than, other than attendance, I, I thought it was actually a pretty solid, solid win for the galaxy. Uh, pretty dominant in, in possession, passing. Uh, scored off a set piece. Scored off a set piece, which is, hey, is never amazing. Uh, that's how you know the galaxy had a good night is when they score off a set piece. Uh, but yeah, I mean, and, and defense did a really good job of, of smothering their attack. Um, I know San Jose really likes to play fast and countering. Um, we we had. I, I felt like the, probably the, one of the most solid games we've had this year. Yeah, um, absolutely. And it's just, it's it's a little still worrying about the attacking 
side of the game where it's it's you know a very rare set piece and then uh, just a amazing work by by Dejan 49 seconds into entering the match to to steal the ball away. Oh, it's and, 48. And, Is it 49? And still that uh and get that goal in. And then to then just to give up a goal like right after that and uh unfortunately but you know hey still yeah. get the win. Which w- which was the correct call? Like if ref yeah. didn't blow anything dead. You just if you just leave the field, you're still the offside line. Um and as bad as it was, you know, you don't want to give up a goal and you need a clean sheet. Obviously as the person who predicted 2-1 in the squad cast prediction game, I thought it was a good goal. I thought it, it stood, you know, great call ref. Right, uh, right. Fair. And, and, you know, you add, you add just a little bit of, uh, of Dejan's, Dejan's goal, his, his so deeply cathartic, orgasmic goal all over San Jose. That becomes the game winner. And, and you, you got to be stoked for him to not just yeah. get, not just uh, break that duct, but to also get the game winner. And, oh, yeah. And, he, he scored that goal. And I'm like, oh, he needed that. He needed that so bad needed it oh my my man my man there's there's a lot of new mothers because of Dejan that night like that he he just that the yell it looks so guttural it looks cathartic it looks like he he's just releasing all this tension and look you're forward the forward who's not scoring goals is going to find himself out of a job soon and last year he was the you know I'm the future of the galaxy guy and it's looked like we've had no future at all and we're just dragging through the past and you know, you hope that's the thing. And it's it's great the type of goal because he had to fight for it. It wasn't some lucky bouncing. You're just like, oh, he's probably like he he ran that shit down, closed the man down, stripped the ball off of him, leaves him in the dust, goes one on one with the keeper, sets himself just right, aims it into the bottom left corner, it goes in and he's just like, shirt off, don't give a fuck, <laughs> don't give a shit. Like, let's go, let's go, let's go. It's up uh, with the boys. Yeah, you gotta be happy for him, man. Gotta, I think my thing though too is does this give more precedence to the to the shouts of he's he should just be a super sub? He now holds the record for the fastest uh super sub goal in MLS history. Because you know, there's evidence that shows that you know, him coming off the bench, he's a lot more clinical, he's a lot he, he's a lot yeah. more puts up more stats coming off the bench than he does as a starter. Yeah. Um what do you think? What do you think it kind of gives us more like, yeah, this is evidence of, of that's the case or I, th- I think there's merit to it, but it's a team game. If you can't find him, if you're not finding him and giving him the opportunities, you, m- you remember earlier in the season when he was starting, the the ball into him was anemic. We couldn't get we couldn't get any play into him. We couldn't find him to to really give him an opportunity, a clear one on one opportunity. We're not talking like when Juan Pablo on hell was here. And he's one-on-one with a keeper and blasting it right at him. It's just like, how how are you not managing to get this in? It doesn't make any sense. It, we're not talking, uh, what was that boy's name from the, the 2011 MLS Cup final? We're not talking, uh, oh, shit, what was his name? Uh, he injured Chad Barrett, but not really. He just did in my head. Uh, Adam Chrisman. We're not talking Adam Chrisman in the 2011 <laughs> MLS Cup final where he's I'm missing. I'm like, what? What's going on? I got there. Don't worry. Where he's missing. Uh, I can do his this by trick, myself. His hat trick of misses in like the four first goals. In. He could have had four goals in 27 minutes. We're not talking that situation for Dejan. We're talking someone who is just not connected to the midfield at all. And and I don't know if there was a disconnect that's happened since last season because last season they were finding each other a lot better. I don't know what the deal is. It, it doesn't really matter. Um, if he if if he's not getting the opportunities and he's not getting the ball and getting the chance to to if he's not blowing chances, I'm much more forgiving of that 
than a guy who's who's shooting it over and over again. It's just going straight at the keeper. It's going high. He got he he created a chance himself, unassisted. Created a chance himself. Took it very very well. You hope this is the thing that kind of gets him going. It's, I can tell you this, it's never good when both of your center forwards need a goal to get going. Like that's usually a bad, because yeah. I, I, as soon as it went in, I was like, Javier needs one of those. Like if Javier scores next week, you're going to have the same reaction. But man, he definitely needs one of those. But he's had, he had some chances in this game that he should have put away, man. Like you're being that well, guy you, for you to be that guy too. Like, well, you that's need- the, uh, that's. That's the opposite from from Dejan hasn't been getting chances, and then he went and created this chance and scored a goal. Javi's the guy that keeps getting chances, like sort of like the the Bibo kid in G two who keeps getting chances, but is like hitting it right at the keeper or missing it or knocking it just wide. And as you say, like you're the guy who's supposed to put that shit away when you when you're one on one or when you get that chance. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, he's, and it's it's a little early, but people are, are calling it like, is this the the year too late? You know the the one. You yes. Know, the, yeah. <laughs> yes. We're, it's not. It's not a little early. We're we're damn near a third of the way through the season. It's yeah. not too late. It's we're we are. Look, the older you get, the harder it gets. By the way, it's completely stopped raining. The older you get, the, the harder it gets. And and they're so not going to die know, at this point. Not probably yet. not. Yeah, you never know. Um, aneurysms around my family, so we'll see. Um, yeah, true story. You know, you you would. Ex- expect that his body is going to have more trouble as the season goes on and start breaking down more as the season goes on. And he's still playing. He's still very much playing Chicharito minutes and not Javier Hernandez minutes. You would think he'd probably need to get those goals a little earlier Mm. and work some of these chances a little earlier. I don't know, man. That's the other thing is like not much changed his midfield, his same thing with the same issue is with Dejan. The midfield didn't change drastically. Midfield is mostly the same. The wide players are more of an issue. Losing Julian, I think, has really hurt Javier a lot. And and, well, that, was and Caligari, that was his dude. And Cali, Caligari is doing, a, a, I think, a, a pretty good job of getting acclimated and playing part of that role. But the, the level of synergy that Javier and Julian had is just not is not found anywhere on the field right now. And I think Javi is really, really suffering from it. I personally think it's a year too late. I said it in the offseason. I said it at the start of this season. I, I will re- continue to reiterate it until I'm proven wrong. And I'm eager to fucking be proven wrong. One thing I hate about all these galaxy podcasts and independent media and all that stuff is like people don't want to be wrong. So when they say something, they just stick to it forever because they don't want to have to say that they're wrong about something. And, like, and if anything, it's it's a lot of these people are like overly emotional. If we look and hey, we're, again, we're part of that guilty yeah. as well. Yeah. Certainly, get listen to any of our shows about Geo or Gerard. Guilty as well. Uh, but there's nothing wrong with like I'm rooting to be. I want to be wrong. I, the thing I want most in the world is for Javier to score 15 goals a season or 20 goals a season and be like, all right, man. I want to go into the off season thinking, damn, should we bring this dude back one more year? Like that's what I would prefer. I don't. Yeah. I, I don't think we should, no matter what he does. But I, I would I would love ideally to go into the offseason thinking, yeah, man, maybe captain, we got to bring the captain back one more year. I th- I think logically, honestly, it's probably a year too late. It's we probably carried this project on. And he, it, and that goes on to an earlier point about the salaries. Guy's making seven point four million dollars for sixty percent of his game, sixty percent of his playable minutes and eleven goals. It's a ridiculous contract. It's a it's a it's a criminal contract to offer out to somebody at his age. 
when he was riding the bench at Sevilla. Like it's it's the it's the desperation of negotiating from weakness when he likely has if he likely ticks very important boxes to the people who were offering contracts at the time. And to that point, you you just gotta be thrilled that someone like FWK is here now and, and hopefully puts a puts a stop to shit like that. Because the the amount of money that that they end up paying him for you know, what we're clearly seeing is, is a steep decline in production. And it's not, it's through no fault of his own the guys working his ass off. He absolutely working his ass off. He runs hustles, tries to get lazy ass Costa to do anything in the world to help the team. Like he clearly wants it. He wants to be the best. He wants to to be contributing to goals and you, you got to love the way the, the, the other players and the bench players are, are high-fiving him and celebrating him when he comes off. And there still seems to be a lot of good camaraderie between him and the, the rest of the players at the club. But like, if you're being completely honest, probably a year too late. Yeah. And I think let's, let's give the, the credit where it's due. I mean, this is probably the best defensive effort. I think we've seen like cohesive defensive effort. Yeah. Um, I, I don't really have a bad thing to say about anyone in the back line uh, from this past Sunday. Um, Kassar, Kassar and, and, uh, and Neil becoming a very good pairing. You got the, the veteran with the young rook. I mean, it's like oh, it's, it's over. Like, it's like Bruce Day's it's over, over for everyone man. else. Yeah. Oh, no, it's it's Burholzer, Omar Gonzalez, all over <laughs> yeah, again. Exactly. Um, yeah, you, you gotta love that pairing. I think I would hope because I really, really don't have a handle on where Greg is mentally with his lineups and his formations. I hope this is just the pair and we just run with this as long as they're both healthy. Uh dropping Jalen seems like a like a massive mistake. He is he is if not the best defender we have at the club, he's he's pretty high on that list. Uh, probably one of the players of the season at, from where we're at so far. And and just let the partnership develop as long as you can. We have, for the most part, a set back line with uh, Cali- Caligari, Caiceres, Neil, and 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 Julianaude. Just let them play together. Just keep running it and running it. And yeah, I mean, and, I, you you pretty much have your set starting eleven, just minus like a winger or two, but. Both wingers um, makes it makes it a problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I mean, you know, having Boyd but that's next there, year. That's yeah. next year. Having Boyd in there's kind keep, of kind of been, uh, you know, having, having Boyd in there's kind of at least alleviated a little bit of that, you know, winger situation on one side. But uh, and you know, Memo's been been pretty decent for for you know what he was supposed to do for being a guy who was mainly going to be a bench player and coming in and uh, kind of thrown into a starting lineup position and. You know, it is what it is. I don't think he's been terrible. I think he's been pretty good, actually. Um, For what I just don't he think is. He's, yeah. he's just not the winger that we we need. Uh, we need someone who's, you know, going to be a little more dynamic and get that 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 assist in there. But uh, I like Vivi. I like I like Gino Vivi. Like uh, I think that kid's got a got a real spark to him. Right, How am I supposed to say it? Come on, you got to throw up the hands. And- oh, the the Gino is he? Isn't he? What is he? It's like probably Argentinian. Costa Rican. He's yeah, Costa Rican. That's right. Costa Rican. But come on, man, that's an Italian name. Genovivi. Genovivi. Oh, his family immigrated up from Argentina. Look into that shit. They 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 came from 1940s Europe. Yeah, 19 yeah 1940s Europe. <laughs> it's crazy how many high level Nazis escaped Argentina. Like it's it's really nuts. All right, let's uh let's move on to Big Tony's email. Uh, first of all, I want to say thank which you I'm not saying Gino Vivi is related to any of them, but it's just <laughs> it's as a side note. Period. Gino Vivi. Pause. Also, 
separate conversation. It's crazy how many high level Nazis escaped Argentina. Hashtag Pura Vida. Here's an email from Big Tony. He starts off by saying, I sure hope Ed didn't read the last uh, last week's email since I'm going to include it all here. I mean, who would honestly read a week old email that was then included in the second uh, later email uh, that was in some of two weeks at a time? Well, anyway, here's a two week summary. Uh, Last week, the G's faced off against Colorado and lost 3-1. And of course, Cabral scored against us. Uh, Wait, we paid him to score against us. In fact, we were paying him for a few years uh, to continue to score against us. That sounds like a great idea. Hashtag Klein out. Anyway, on to the predictions. Well, going into this game, Ben and Chris had positive vibes and thought we could come out with a victory. I mean, Colorado only have one victory and had a bunch of draws. Uh, Benny tells us we should have uh, we should be competing for the Supporters Shields this year, so this should be an easy win, right? Yeah, not so much. Uh, Edward's a little more reserved with the predicting his one-one draw. Again, should be an easy task. Staying even with a team that has drawn more than half of their games. Uh, of course, of course not. Well, at least Amazing Pippi was able to grab a point, but she said a 2 nothing loss, no bonus points. Uh, then on Mother's Day, the G's hosted the San Jose Smurfs, and the G's were able to do amazing, do, were able to amazingly pick up a 2-1 victory with Caceres getting his first one for the G's and Jovalik picking up the, his second of the season. With the second goal, uh, Jovalik is now the leading goal scorer for the Galaxy. Uh, normally, I'd be happy with that goals are coming from everywhere, uh, that the whole team is getting in, is scoring. However, the G's have only scored 10 goals across 11 games. So while we did win, the G's have a long way to go. For this game, Ed and Ben both foresaw a loss coming, while the Amazing Pippi thought we might see a tie. And then there was Chris. Uh, if I may uh, quote Mr. Tucker, 2-1 win, Ricky and Cheech. I have no faith that this will happen. It's just me hope. It's just my hope that it will. Uh, well, good job, Obi One Zero. Cool. You are apparently the only hope. So with that prediction, Chris grabs three points, while everyone gang, else gang. grabs a goose egg. Uh, this means that Chris is once again leading the pack with a whopping eleven points, more than any listener, uh, more than any listener even. Uh, ben is now second with eight, while Pippi and Ed are still tied in third with five. You guys uh, don't understand this. You guys don't understand this. You, know, you haven't been listening. I know this team. I don't know a lot of things in the world. I know something about servers. I know a couple things about switches. I know how to make uh, an Ethernet cable. And I know the LA Galaxy. That's all I got. I don't know how to please a woman. I'm a decent but sometimes questionable father because I'm still a Tucker. But I know the LA Galaxy. Don't fuck with me. <laughs> gang, gang. Listener predictions. Last week, most uh, most people thought the G's would win. I mean, it's Colorado. How would they not? Uh, oh, right. It's the Galaxy. Well, out of 55 participants, only six said the G's would lose. And interestingly, five of them all predicted the same loss of 2-1. But Jason J was the lone dissenter and correctly predicted a 3-1 loss. Sadly, none of these listeners predicted a Preston Judd goal. Uh, oh, by the way, we forgot about that. Yeah, the yeah, Judd got his man. first one. That was cool. For uh, 155th goal scorer, individual goal scorer in Galaxy history, Prince Preston Judd. Prince Prince, Prince Preston uh, we did have two listeners predict a Judd goal, but Jesse W thought the G's would win, and Jesse P, Jason P predicted a draw. So five people uh, get one point for that week, and Jason J grabbed three. Uh, then Smurfs came to town. Could the G's uh, be Gargamel and stomp the Smurfs? Of course they did. 
Finally, a story involving the Smurfs ending just how it should. Uh, I always hated the cartoon and stupid Smurfs. <laughs> Big Tony has some strong uh, strong emotions and feelings about the Smurfs, man. He's a passionate man. He's a man of much, much passion. <laughs> so much passion. It's oozing passion. Uh, anyways, we had 24 people say that Jesus would. You're right there? Yeah. I, I opened up Twitter. I swear to God, Josh Numbers is like, four-year-old wants to know why Gargamel hates the Smurfs. The odds of that shit. Two people make a Gargamel reference right. in like 10 minutes. Uh, anyway, we had 20. I'm not dismissing you. It's literally the letter says anyway. I'm not. Oh, I wouldn't care either way. <laughs> uh, anyway, I don't, Ed, why would anyone listen to me? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, anyway, we had 24 people say the G's would lose. Seven thought the G's would get a, uh, would manage a tie. While 20 people said we'd experience a rare G's victory. Well, hats off, hats off to those people. Out of those 20, 10 correctly predicted a 2-1 victory, and five of those predicted a Joe Vuk goal. Unfortunately, no one said Caceres would get would put one in the net. So Tony C, Luis L, Galactic Raider, Travis W, and Michael W all get four points for the week. Uh, the five that didn't predict a J. John goal each get three points, while five others that missed the score predicted the score, the goal scorer uh, get two. Uh then there were five who didn't get a goal scorer, or nor did they predict the score. They all get one point. So what does the table look like now? Well, Cookie and Uncle Dishwasher both failed to score points in the last two games, which has allowed Javier S. to join them in first with 10 points. Uh, Fredo now shares second uh, place with Michael W. at nine points, while Alfalfa Guy, Rob Roberto, and Travis all sit in third with eight points. Alfalfa Guy actually hasn't played in the last two weeks, so he must be giving everyone a chance to catch up to him. Uh, what a nice guy. But remember, there's free booze uh, for the winner, so don't miss that many games. Check your email to, for the link for the standings. Also, since the Gs have another game on Saturday, I'll email the link out for the for that one Wednesday game after, for the, that one game after the Wednesday. Uh, please remember, one entry per person. I've had a few weeks where different people have entered in more than one prediction. I only count the first one, and you are making me do extra work. Please stop it. I'm going to start making fun of you if you if you don't. Looking forward, on Wednesday, the Chiefs head east to face one of the originals, the Columbus Crew. Uh, Columbus currently sits eighth in the West, having amassed a four wins, four losses, and three uh, ties record. They have 15 points and a plus seven goal differential. Their recent form hasn't been great, um, having lost three and drawn two in the last five. Uh, so maybe this will help the Chiefs if they can continue with their positive run of form. As I mentioned, the G's uh, haven't been scoring a lot of goals, aver- averaging less than one per game. In fact, when on the road, the G's have only averaged two goals or point two goals per game. Uh, the majority of the goals have been scored at home. Uh, jo- Jovalik is the lead scorer on the team with two goals after 11 games, so the G's have been anemic on offense. Uh, one of the other problems looks like the players aren't always willing to pass uh, to everyone else on the team. In also <laughs> games, different players have ignored uh, great runs and wide open players only play the ball into a player who is immediately under pressure by one or more players. Uh, this makes me worry that there's a schism in the locker room, something that Vanny needs to solve sooner rather than later. I mean, how else is he going to save Klein's job? So, Chris, Wednesday, um, the Galaxy have already traveled. They've traveled, I think, yesterday uh, to Columbus, uh, facing eighth place Columbus. Um, I think this is the first game that we played Columbus in like four years. Hmm. 
something crazy like that. Um, yeah, since May of 2019. That's crazy. The crew are unbeaten in five straight home matches against the Galaxy. Uh, three wins and two draws. As LA's last win in Columbus was a one nothing victory in September of 2011. That was a good year. It's a good year. Pretty so you're saying there's a chance. So you're saying there's a chance. Um, I mean, you. Columbus has some dynamic players. Um, Zella Rayon, I think his name is. And Zella Rayon, yeah. Uh, what's the uh, the guy from that came from over from Watford? Uh, I think his name. It's is so Cucho. great. You you Cucho. started. Cucho you Hernandez. started that sentence, and and you had a place you wanted to get to, and you had no idea which words you were going to use to make that point. You're like, they've got good players. I cannot think of any. No, I was trying to remember the names. I, I, I was trying to remember the, the pronunciations of the names. Uh, it, gets, it does get a little wild over there. Zella Rayon and then uh, yeah. Cucho. 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 I feel like I should, I should be being a bunch of Cuchos, Ed. Uh, I'm getting canceled. You're getting canceled, sir. Um, yeah, man. What do you think? What do you think of this uh, this two game road uh, swing that's happening with Columbus? I don't think we're gonna uh, get. I don't DC think we're gonna United. get anything out of either. <laughs> I do not have high hopes for this. You're playing. You're playing the uh, eighth and ninth place teams in the west, and the sorry in the east. In the east, yeah. uh, playing Columbus on Wednesday. By the time you listen to this, you might be already have done that game, um, and then DC on Saturday. Is it Saturday? Yeah, I believe it's Saturday, the twentieth, right? Yeah, so it's Saturday. Um, two road games. Uh, again, this this team is pretty terrible when it comes to road games. Uh, as much as we don't score at all, and you you, you saw Big Tony's email or you read it or heard it, point um, two goals average on the on the road. Uh, what do you think? Do you think that that changes? Do you think we? Uh, we score. Do you even think we score a goal this this entire week? I think we'll. I think we'll score tomorrow. Actually, I think we'll score against Columbus. Um, I don't. It's it's hard. Like I'm not. I'm not sure that we'll score against Columbus, but I have a I have a, a decent inkling that we'll get at least one. I, I do think we're playing a lot better, and if we can play like we played against San Jose, uh, you know, we stand a pretty good chance. I I don't think ultimately we'll end up being successful. But, uh, uh, you know, I, it'll be interesting to see if, if Greg can get them to carry over that form and that style, um, away from home in, in a, and, and, you know, it's a Wednesday, so hopefully it won't be too bad as far as, uh, the crowd is concerned. Well, you know, it'll be a, a the big question is whether they'll be able to carry on playing in a similar, similar fashion as they did against San Jose. Yeah. That's more so than just the result. Yeah, my concern is, you know, these games are, um, they're going to be piling up, you know, and you gotta, you gotta kind of rotate these guys a little bit. But we don't have a bench really that you can, can't really do it. You can't really do that. So, I mean, you have Columbus on Wednesday, you have DC on Saturday, then you have LAFC on the Wednesday or the. Yeah, the Wednesday. Then you have Charlotte on the Saturday. And then on the Wednesday you have Salt Lake. So it's it's coming. It's fast. a lot Make of it games. Fast. It's a lot it's of games this month. All over the place. All over. Um and so it's 
it's it's a difficult to see how many points this team can get in the next you know couple of weeks here in May. Yeah, especially away, it's you you know traveling your way. You're not in your your comfort zone of being in your home most nights, and you're you're at a hotel. And I don't know, man. I I I'm I'm afraid that we're not going to get anything from any of these games. It's a it's a potentially nasty stretch. Oh, it's raining again. Uh, it's a potentially nasty stretch. Yeah, it's like it got really quiet and then thunder cracked. Like, oh, fantastic. Um, Go check on your chair, man. Yeah, no, everything's everything's good so far. Gotta, gotta, oh, that chair, that chair is fucked. Yeah, you gotta change chair, it down, dude. Yeah, that chair's the chair's it's over. It's a wrap. Uh, I think Columbus and DC will be probably our, our one of our better chances to get something out of this this run. And the positive is if we can get on a good start and get in a good flow in those two, even again, even if we don't win, if we're just playing very well, if we, if we can, we, we need to start racking up some wins at some point, very, very soon, you're going to get past the, Oh, we're, you know, we're, we're building on form and we're, we're, we're building on performances. Like they got to start picking up points a week ago. So if they can get something out of DC and Columbus and, and get into a, a good groove because they're, they are going to be back home for the, the LAFC match, like they were playing away, but they'll get to have their comforts of home, train it, train in, in our stadium and have something more of f- familiarity, even if it's leading up to an El Trafico. And, and as we saw from the Seattle game, like obviously they're taking the open cup very, very, very seriously as an organization. So the tension is going to be high and the pressure is going to be high. But if we can build, start to build, a, a, get a rally going through Columbus and DC, I, I, I think it's going to help propel into the back end of of this stretch. But it has the potential to kind of this this whole run. I mean, we're playing a game, or essentially we're playing a game every two days, two three days through July. Is that right? Through June, at least through June, and then I think after at the start of July we break for a League's Cup. So at least through the end of June, I think we're playing a game. At, at least every week, maybe every every couple of days. No, well, June June's pretty. Um, it's not as packed. June after the the Salt Lake game on on May thirty first, you don't have a game until June eleventh. And, especially, and okay. then then you have ten days later against Kansas City, and then you have three days after that. that is mid-week? Colorado. That's got to be midweek. So, yeah, your June is pretty light compared, and then July you have July first. July fourth, July eighth, then a week later, July fifteenth, uh, then ten days later, July twenty fifth. Leagues Cup in August. I thought it was in July. What was that? Is the Leagues Cup in August? Then I thought it was no. In July. It's in July. So you have it's in July. You, yeah, yeah. So it's um, the game against uh, Leon and Vancouver at the end of the month. End of July. Yeah, at the end of July. Okay. Yeah. We get past the stretch, man. Especially if we can, if we, if we're going in the right direction, could be a very positive launch pad for the yeah, rest like of the season. May and July are the are the busy months. Like you have June, you have three games. You have August, only three games. Um, you have a good stretch of from from the end of July to the. You don't play again until like late August, August twentieth. So, yeah. yeah, and then again in September, there's six games. So it's. <laughs> For for whatever these odd scheduling uh, that they did, where they could probably well, they're trying to fit a whole a whole cup tournament inside of it. Yeah, so like in the middle of the season, it's really strange. Yeah, 
But if yeah, if we can get through, if we can get through May and July, then if we can get through these these two big chunks, but are basically the whole of our seasons coming up. Yeah. In this next month, and then you know, and these obviously are, these after are, June, these are teams that are what they they definitely you can grab points from. But again, this is the galaxy, so I said that early in the season too, where teams <laughs> should have should have been an easy wins or should have grabbed points from. We didn't. Yeah. Um, should have said it put, against San Jose. Ed. Yeah, that's true. But San Jose was, quote unquote, a decent team when they're they were sitting like fourth when we played them. The trash head. They've been trash forever. They've been trash since they got brought back. Yeah, they were trash when they left. True, and they'll probably get. uh, They'll probably just move down to Las Vegas like the other teams from Northern California. Yeah. Well, you saw San Diego five hundred million dollars. What a time. Like you think back to, to <laughs> us being idiots drinking on the uh, on the grass, like somebody's paying five hundred million dollars for an MLS team. It's insane. In and, a city that doesn't have a an NFL team, but a city that has like <laughs> already have the loyal, already uh, fight for fans with like Tijuana and other. So it's like I don't know, man. They they've been building. Atlanta's been building a community down there. Like there's interest. Nobody's spending five hundred million dollars. They they have a a local, relatively local Mexican rivalry, like right down the road. They play friendly against them every every preseason. You could have the San Diego rivalry right there. Yeah, the loyal. Yes, yeah. And one day we're going to be the old men that are talking about when Major League Soccer started. You got two teams in San Diego, an MLS team and a USL team, a successful USL team in San Diego. I don't know whether they're going to keep going. I can't, I can't imagine Landon's thrilled about this. Uh, yeah. But yeah. you know, it's, 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 it's a crazy time to be alive. Like I still think before I die, there's going to be five teams in, in New York, like a team representing each of the boroughs. That'd be cool. I don't know much about New York, so I don't know how that layout would work. Well, you know, you know, they're going to be clamoring to bring back the Cosmos at some point. Like M- MLS will probably buy the Cosmo brand. Cosmos will 100%. Cosmos will be the 40th team when they officially close MLS expansion and they do promotion and relegation between the two leagues. Yeah. Cosmos will be the 40th team. Yep. Right. You could start two more teams in New York and, and give them 10 years to build up a fan base and then drop the Cosmos the next day and they'll sell out every game. Yeah, probably. All right, let's get our predictions in. Um, I will go first. Naturally. For Where's my belt? Isn't there a championship belt coming my way? Who's making that? You guys, this this was your plan. Who's you guys? Bro, so one of the listeners tell that about about the the championship belt we were supposed to have for winning the fantasy thing. Go ahead, let them know. That's a that's a Ben question. Uh, always. That's a Ben that's question. A, that's a Ben and Big Tony question. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm going three nothing loss. Ooh. I feel. You got to start resting, guys. Like you have to rotate. Like it's just and hey, re- hey, resting nobody. <laughs> all, all, all y'all play. Y'all play every minute, every game. We got to save want, Papa Greg's job. Do you want to do your DC ones, or should we we'll wait till the uh, the end of the week to to give Tony those ones? Yeah, I'll I'll text those to. We'll 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 get in that text chat for the DC. Okay, ones so yeah, I'll say I'll say Columbus. I want to see what happens. I can't. How can you pick the DC one and you're like After, this yeah. person? This person scores and that guy gets injured. Yeah. yeah. Um. I'll, yeah. So then I'll go. I'll go Columbus three nothing. Columbus three nothing. I'm gonna take. Uh. I'm gonna take two one. 
Columbus with our one goal coming from Dejan. Keep it going. There you go. I give it two one. I like I I want I do have a weird inkling we might be able to sneak something out of it. Like I feel like I should go with a draw. I should probably go with a draw. But I don't know. I I, I gotta see consistent I gotta see consistent performances against MLS teams. I'm not counting a USL team and then San Jose, who is is, is off to a decent start, but it's still the earthquakes. You know, it's it's and it's not like Columbus is doing great, but I I, I want to see consistent performances against MLS teams before I'm 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 willing to hop back on the the you know we're gonna be balling out of control. You know I'm gonna change. I'm gonna say two nothing. That way it'll keep it interesting between me and Bitch you. Ass. Why? So because if it's two goals, two if they're like if they are oh, losing we can two be, nothing, yeah, I'll take that. And then yeah, we'll decide. If if uh, Dejan comes on and scores again in 48 seconds or whatever, I'd be sitting there, sitting there stressing at, <laughs> at two, be like, "Come on, come on, y'all motherfuckers, get one." I'll be pissed if they do score. Yeah, two one, two one the opposite way. All right, man. Um, anything else before we uh, get out of here? We don't have any lightning round questions because we didn't post anything. But yeah. We'll do it again. We'll do it next week. Uh, no, man. I think I'm good. I think I'm alright. All right. Um, you guys can always follow us on the socials. You know, best thing you guys can do for us is uh, retweet when the episode is posted up. Um, go listen. Go like. Go share. Tell your friends. Yeah. It, it was. If you're it was into just, it, if not, that's cool too. It was just Mother's Day. You should uh, listen to this podcast with your mom. With my mom? Oh, that. Yeah, or no, crazy. everyone. I'm saying the listeners like listening with their mom. Uh, we didn't talk about anything bad this time, right? Nah, it was, you know, no, I don't think so. To think we we, we didn't talk about like ropes of jizz or anything. Or, wow, um, ropes of jizz. Yeah. Am I talking to like the seventeen-year-old version of you? Ropes of jizz. Just is that how you talked when you were seventeen? That's how I talked. <laughs> skate, 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 motherfuckers. Probably. Probably. It's not like she doesn't know. She's like she's your mom. Think your dad never Spider-Man at her? Come on. I cannot I cannot comment on that. I think we I think we ruined it. I don't think I think we were, shows Happy long. Mother's Day, everybody. You're so close. <laughs> skate, skate. <laughs> on that note, we'll talk to you guys next week. Love you guys. Be safe. Bye.